0: Log Top Radio. Hi, this is Anthony C Ferrante, director of Shark Hi, this is the Voice of BattleBots,
1: Mark Burrough. This
2: is Seth Shostak, Senior, astronomer at the SETI Institute.
1: This is Frank Joseph. I'm the author of an essay in the latest book, Lost Secrets of the Gods.
0: Hi, this is Linda Godfrey, author of American Monsters. Hello,
1: my name is Robert
0: Solis. I'm the author of Unidentified, the UFO Phenomenon. Hi, this is Nick Redfern, the author of Close Encounters of the Fatal Kind. Hi, my name is Bob Luca. And my name is Betty Andreassen Luca. Hi, this is Jesse Pruppis, the producer of JFK the Smoking Gun. Hello, this is Marty Langford. I'm the director of Doomed, the untold story of Roger Cormans, of and- Fantastic Four. Hi, this is Kevin Randall, author of Alien Mysteries, Conspiracies, and Cover-Up. Hi, this is Tracy Roberts, founder of Closetistic. I'm Jeremiah
2: Bomek, the producer of The Real of Horror. Hi, my name is Bill Hall, author of The World's Most Haunted House. Hi, this is Micah Hanks, and I'm the author of the book The Ghost Rockets. And you're listening to Emmy on the Graveyard Shift Talk Show, blogtalkradio.com. Now strap on your seatbelt, get ready to kneel, true believers, because here's your host, Emmy. Hey, out there in Radio Land, what is
1: up? This is Emmy, and you are listening to the Graveyard Ship Online Radio Talk Show. I am so happy that you guys are out there. I hope you can hear me. I mean. Man, if you can't hear me, then this is not good. I think I can hear myself. I'm using my uh, my new headphone mic, or my headset mic, rather, because my old um, Yeti mic is just not doing it for me anymore. Well, guys, what can I say? Here we are at the end of 2015. It is December. What day is today? December 10th, 2015. We are 21 days. Away from the end of this year. Is that just blowing anybody else's mind? Because it sure is blowing my mind. I mean, I just, you know, wasn't it just like not that long ago that we were celebrating the new year? In fact, in fact, I am positive that uh, we were, the last time you and I were together out there in radio land, it was back in July. July, in fact, it was literally, let me see, 8, 9, 10, 11, I was like maybe almost basically exactly five months ago. And, you know, I guess a lot has happened since then. Um, I mean, as far as in my life particularly, uh, really, you know, actually just normal stuff actually, you know, but a lot of stuff has happened in the world, hasn't it? You know, we just <laughs> – really just gone from zero to we're screwed you know i mean now it's gotten to the point where there is a mass shooting almost every pretty much every week hell every other day it seems you know and um can i just call this i mean i know that this show is not about politics it never has been well no that's not true it it used to be but every so often i'll insert you know politics in the show. If I feel it's relevant, and how how not not relevant is it now? I mean, it's pretty much part of our way of life, isn't it? It's like this is the way things are now. And is it? it I mean, if you had told me that five years ago, if you had said, Emmy, we're gonna have mass shootings every uh, every month, pretty much at least one or two every other week, every month, and the president's gonna be making uh. You know, addressing the nation about it on a regular basis, I would have said you're crazy. There's no way that would have happened. There's no way that could happen. There's, you know, our our military, our law enforcement community, they'll stop it. They'll prevent it. Well, yeah, doesn't seem like that's going to be the. Ca- it doesn't seem like that's the case, does it? You know, um, we are a, a, a culture of blamers. You know, we like to blame things blame people on stuff we like we like to blame each other you know um uh you know the the liberals blame the conservatives the conservatives blame the liberals you know we blame other cultures we blame the the politicians we i mean you know it it just goes back and forth never-ending cycle vicious cycle never-ending and it just doesn't stop and you got to ask yourself what good is it? What good is it to blame anybody? What good is it to, you know, say, okay, this is what the fault is. This is who's at fault. That doesn't really solve anything. I mean, sure, it would solve something if you would say, okay, this is the person who's at fault. This is the, this is what is at fault. And then let's do something about it. And then they do something about it. That's different, but nothing's being done. it's just, oh, well, you know, is this sucks that you know people are dying, and you know we just need more gun regulation, and nothing's being done about it not not one thing and and you know let me tell you something I'll, you guys know that I'm a conservative, okay, especially those of you that have been for the show with the show from the beginning you know i'm a I'm a conservative, some of you think i'm left leaning, and that's fine. if you want to think that that's fine um i mean maybe i on a few on a few topics, I might agree with some of the liberals on, but that doesn't make me left leaning. Um at least not in my not in my mind, not for me but and that doesn't mean I don't like lefties or not wanting to be left it's just that's not just not how I see myself. but if you guys want to see me that way, that's fine um anyway, that's not the point you know <laughs> you already know that I don't agree with the fact about having gun control or more gun regulation it it won't matter it really and, and truthfully, it won't matter what happens no matter what anybody does this will not stop until the real problem is addressed and the real problem is what is happening in the Middle East with this with Isis with uh, Syria with um, with Iraq with Iran Uh, all of that needs to be resolved and really it all boils down to the Gaza Strip and that too and the the thing with you know the, the stuff going on with Israel and Palestine and until that is resolved this is not going to stop because all of these refugees that are that are going to other countries that are flocking in the hundreds of thousands all over the world if that's not making you stop and think i don't know what will you know uh, all of these states and cities that are saying we don't want them here we don't want them you know I, I it really it hits me in a in a really personal place and I'll tell you why because I'm a Cuban American, okay? I come from a family of of exiles. They left Cuba much the same way these refugees left Syria and for pretty much a very similar reason. I mean, my family left Cuba because of Castro and because of his regime and because of all the people he was killing and all the torture and all the oppression and stuff that was going on so they you know my parents left and i was born here thank god so i kept i was thinking to myself well damn you know what would happen what would have happened if my parents left cuba this was happening like what what if they were experiencing what these people are experiencing all of this backlash all of this you know you can't come here we don't want you here and no matter where they went they would have felt that they would have heard that i i i mean man i if i was them i know it would have made me feel like damn i i'm not welcome anywhere and you know my parents aren't terrorists my parents aren't evil they're just they just wanted to get out of there so you know but is that enough is that does that matter you know is is however many numbers of innocents that exist In the throng, is that enough to vindicate bringing the refugees in? And for that, I say to you, Black Lives Matter group members, hey, I got you in my sights. And I'll tell you why I'm saying that. Because if anyone who is familiar with the Black Lives Matter movement knows that if you go up to a Black Lives Matter protester – or a supporter, and you say, hey, all lives matter, or white lives matter, or blue lives matter, they're going to get furious. They're going to say, no, you don't get it. And if you tell them, well, wait a minute, not all cops are bad, not all white people are bad, not, you know, they're going to say, no, you don't understand, you know. Uh, I can't remember who it was that said this, and forgive me that I don't, that I don't remember this. There was this, this individual that was on a talk show. I should have I should have looked this up before I said this, but oh well, I'm going to say it. And I I think it was Chris Rock, but I'm not 100% sure. I'm sorry about this. And they said, "Well, why, you know, the 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 interviewer said, well, the kind of the same thing. Well, wait a minute. Why are you denouncing an entire race? Why are you not accepting it when somebody says, you know, hey, look, not all white people are evil. You know, why why is it that I can't say white lives matter and then he said well look if I'm in a in a room and all of these you know if five people are coming up to me and you know two or three are good people and you know they're like rushing towards me with with weapons like they're going to kill me then you know okay I might I might be okay with those two or three people coming up to me cuz I know I can see them but if the entire group of people, there's like a throng of people that are coming up to me and they're running towards me with weapons and you're telling me that among that group of people, there's maybe 10 of them that are okay, that that they're not going to kill me. How do I know which one of those millions or thousands of people are going to kill me? So do you think that I'm going to say, oh, well, you know, I'm going to let those people come up to me because I don't, because I'm going to trust that not all of them are going to kill me. So that's, that's kind of sort of okay in a very 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 um filtered explanation okay i'm really kind of massacring it but it's kind of sort of the idea that i'm getting at here if and the reason i'm i said oh i got you guys in my sights is that wasn't a threat that was me saying this same thing or similar okay the same way that the Black Lives Matter movement is saying that they don't want to accept that, you know, just because a few cops are okay, that that means, okay, we're going to allow you people to, you know, we're not going to denounce a Blue Lives Matter movement or a White Lives Matter movement or whatever. That's the same thing as as when others are saying, well, we're not going to accept all of the refugees it's the same thing so until those two groups can see eye to eye and say hey wait a minute we're doing the same thing you guys are it's just in a different way of doing it it's a different subject matter different topic then i don't you know i just thought that was very interesting i think they're related um and i apologize if i didn't get that point across very clearly but it kind of just kind of came to me recently and uh i wanted to share that with you now Normally, I don't like discussing or debating um, politics on the show. I know. I'm sorry I say that a lot. But if you would like to debate this particular subject with me um, while I'm talking to you about the paranormal and weird, I will will take it into consideration. You can call me at area code 347-237-5187. That's area code 347-237-5187. And I will, as long as you behave yourself, then I will consider, uh, you know, letting you on the air with me and, you know, whatnot, and talking about this. Now let's move on. So that's that. <laughs> Again, with the <laughs> – how many of you out there are, um, are coffee lovers? That you know, you, you, I mean, you're like me, right? I've got, I've always got my coffee here with me, no matter what I'm doing. If I'm uh, doing my show, if I'm reading something, if I'm watching something, if, you know, playing Fallout 4, which is a freaking awesome game. Mm-mm-mm. Well, my favorite brand of coffee is Cafe Bustelo. It's a Cuban espresso brand. It's very strong for those of you who are not familiar with it. So if you don't like strong coffee, I would strongly urge you not to drink this. Mm. Well, apparently, some bastard. What the hell? Dumped a whole bunch of them at sea. What is up with this? The Coast Guard in Florida, they reported that over the weekend, this weekend, this past weekend, a 340-foot barge lost 25 shipping containers at sea. And hundreds of bright yellow sealed cans of Café Bustelo washed ashore on the beaches in central and south Florida. Get this. This is the best part. Some of the coffee may still be drinkable. Even the ones that have starfish in them. I mean, I've, you know, I I personally have never tasted starfish-flavored coffee, but I'm sure it's pretty damn good. <laughs> um, well, one visitor to this site reported watching more than a dozen beachcombers scooping up the sand-covered cans and stuffing up the trash bags. Can you imagine seeing this? Like, if you're a tourist, like, can you imagine, like, you're a tourist, you're coming up from up north, and you're at the beach, and you're all, oh, hey. Hey there, uh, hey there, dear, we're gonna go to the, uh, to the beach there. Uh, can you, do you have your sunscreen? And... Yes, dear, here's your sunscreen. Oh, thank you. What the hell is that guy doing with that trash can over there? And what is that yellow stuff he's putting in there? You know, it's Florida, dear. I think it's probably just Donald Trump's wigs or something that got washed up on the shore. Oh, well, that explains it. I mean, can you imagine seeing this? I mean, these people on the shore putting all these. What if they like opened the cans and there was like a hermit crab? I bet you they would eat it. Well, at any rate, the Brevard County Sheriff's Office was getting phone calls of this. And again, can you imagine working in this sheriff's office and like, you know, hello, Sheriff Brevard County Sheriff's Office. Yes, uh, this is Mr. Kennedy, and I'm here at the uh, at the beach, and these people are over here picking up coffee cans, and I think you should come here and and do something about it. All right, sir, I'm coming right over there with a tablespoon and some sugar.
0: <sighs>
1: My God, I you know now much of the coffee that was picked up by the uh, by the Indian Atlantic Public Works Department was donated to a local charity for the homeless. Now. I, poor homeless people. Again, I hope they like starfish flavored coffee, but it's vacuum sealed, assuming that the that the star the the salt water doesn't get in. So we'll I don't know. We'll have to see what happens. You know, if we start seeing homeless people walking around with seaweed for arms, we will know why. Well, and for those of you who are not sure what Cafe Bustelo is, shame on you. It's listed as the top selling Cuban coffee. I mean. It's really the uh, – in my opinion, it's the best coffee, in my opinion, of any kind, American, Italian, French, to heck with you other cultural coffee brands. My people's coffee is the best because you guys suck. Oh, and in case – oh, did I just lose a lot of listeners? What, what? what, I only had five anyway, so maybe I just used – maybe I lost two. In case that didn't matter, like who cares me about coffee? Well, how about this? A hundred and ten thousand euros. Do I have your attention now? Yeah. Well, are you Austrian? Then shut up. No, I'm kidding. Police in Austria are just absolutely dumbfounded as to how one hundred and ten thousand dollars in euros ended up floating down a, a portion of the Danube River this weekend. Okay. The bills are now being dried out after special forces came and fished them out of the water. Um, they're being dried out by the coffee grounds that they, you know, they, what they're doing is they're sprinkling the cup. Co- no, I'm kidding. Not <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't resist. Now, not surprisingly, of course, people have been showing up at the river throughout the past two days looking for any cash. Right? Wouldn't you? I mean, if you heard, dear God, do I even have to go any further? Now, officials are reporting that all the bills and denominations of 500 and 100 euro banknotes have been retrieved. So the, the find was first noticed by a young man who reportedly jumped into the river <laughs> after stripping off his clothing. Why did he strip off his clothing? I I and I agree with this with this article that I'm reading. The bystanders saw him jumping. They thought he was committing suicide. I would have thought the same thing. Oh gosh almighty, this is just I love this planet. I love it. And as you know, as far as things falling into the ocean. Apparently something landed in Mexico and it's got people stumped. You know, you know, look, stuff is always landing in Mexico. I don't know what it is with that place, but they're always got some kind of stuff happening. They're either, you know, a meteorite or some dead alien or you know, like a a big solid brick of poop from an airplane. Well, apparently, apparently, a dead ET alien was found among other charred debris, after a fireball exploded in the sky above Icmul, Yucatan, in Mexico, causing power outages. Now, you already know that this area, for those of you who are into this kind of stuff, that this was the same area where, assumedly, a huge asteroid or comet was believed to have struck the Earth 65 million years ago, killing our ancestors, the dinosaurs no i don't really think the dinosaurs are our ancestors it is also where several meteors have previously fallen and where many ufo's have been reported so as you can under- as you can you know guess this object brought a mass panic to this area and because it- it's a rural area you know these are these are farmers and you know stuff like that so they don't even know what the hell this thing is you know i just me your heart ese poopis ese poopis in sky bring you the coffee grounds and then the euro money. Large <laughs> fragments. Large fragments were found, including what some people said looked like hollow bits of machinery, plus the the charred form that appeared to have two legs. Look, I already know what the hell this is. This is the guy that jumped in the river after the euros. You know what happened, right? He jumped in the 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 river of Austria. He got some euros. Then he decided I'm going to go and spend some money. But see, you know, he got on a ship, and he was thirsty, and the ship just had coffee. Well, he went to go make the coffee. The coffee machine exploded, and, you know, he blew up, and it went up into the sky, and then he fell back down, and there you go. That's what happened. So, you know, so there you go. So um, you can look online for it. You can search for it if you want, but, you know, they still don't know what the hell it is. It's obviously a meteorite, people. Come on! And this is nothing. I mean, there is an absolute – I mean, I, I don't have enough time on the show to tell you about all the UFO happenings that have been going on, okay? November of this year alone has been one of the highest and most active months on record for extraterrestrial activity to date. So – and, you know, that's a, that's in a large part to people that people are finally reporting this stuff. You know, I've told you guys a million times. I've told my audience members on on this show many, many times over the years. If you see something weird, report it. If you see a flying saucer, report it. We have UFO Reporting Agency. You can look it up. I'm sorry. I don't have the information on hand. But and maybe I have it on after the break. But, you know, we do have a place that you can actually re- report your UFO sightings or whatever it is. To this people you can be anonymous you don't have to give your name hey look this stuff happens people see stuff i saw my share of ufos in my day and i mean look when you see one you know you see one it's not no damn weather balloon or a freaking airplane it's a ufo and nobody's going to tell you any different that's all there is to it you want to laugh at me you want to make fun of me go ahead when it happens to you then we'll see who's laughing speaking of laughing (laughs) When we get back from the break, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about an eagle and Donald Trump. Yes, you heard me right. And if you don't know what I'm talking about yet, dear God in heaven, get on the internet for God's sake. Because Put your warm feet
2: really on hold, Graveyard Shift fan. Our illustrious host, Emmy. Why the hell does he always say that word, illustrious? We'll be right back after this break with more shifty, yeah, like shitty, awesomeness. I can't believe this guy. Who the hell does he think he is? um oh okay um yeah we'll uh we'll, we'll be right back oh put your warm feet, feet on, on hold, hold graveyard shift fan our illustrious host emmy why the hell does he always say that word illustrious <laughs> we'll be right back after this break with more shifty <laughs> yeah like shitty awesome
1: Graveyard Shift, if you want to call in and talk, god, let me do that again. We'll be right back. Graveyard Shift, online radio talk show with your host, Emmy. If you want to call in and tell Emmy how much he absolutely sucks ass at hosting a talk show, you can call, talk to him. You can call him. Area code 347 237 5187. That's area code 347 237 5187. Oh my god, he sucks so bad. We'll be right back. Yeah, for that <laughs>
2: Welcome aboard, Shifties. You're listening to the Graveyard Shift online radio talk show. Broadcasting live on blogtalkradio.com slash the Graveyard Shift. Follow us at hashtag EmmyShiftShow for our Twitter feed. Stay punched in. We'll be back. Live from a war-torn battlefield, from atop a 200-foot-tall, last-of-its-kind, woolly mammoth, driving a bunch of drunk zombies on their way to an all-you-can-eat super-flesh buffet. Teaching a cat how to speak fluent Klingon. You're listening to the Graveyard Shift online radio talk show. And now, just finish from sucker-punching your country's ruthless dictator, because he's just that damn cool. Here's your illustrious host, Emmy.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Graveyard Shift online radio talk show. This is Emmy. We're here at the last uh, hurrah for tonight's show. I might not broadcast again for the year, guys. This might be my last show for the year. I'll be returning again next year. Don't worry now. Uh, as far as the frequency, I can't tell you what that is. And by the way, this is uh, I'm sure you're wondering what this beautiful music is. It's called Search for the Raven, and it is the theme song to my new book called Sword of the Spirit, the sequel to Sword of the Heart. Uh, the book, Sword of the Spirit, is available for purchase at any local bookstore across the country or online at Amazon.com or really any online bookstore. I I would like to thank uh, Holden um, Striones for the... Um, you know, do, making this this music, I think it's absolutely awesome. It's like perfect for my for the book. It it really captures the feel of the uh, of the quest that my character said Sen- he goes through, and it really captures the um, the mood and the uh really everything. It's just a really awesome song, and I mean, I love it. If you go to um, I'm not gonna play the whole thing because I want you guys to download it and uh, you know, donate something to Holdy to Holden, rather, uh, because the guy, you know, man, you got to support, you know, local bands and local artists, right? You know, you know, I'm big on that. It's again, it's called Search for the Raven. I'm gonna put a link to it on our Twitter feed as well as on our uh, Facebook page. Which, if you go to Facebook.com, you can search for the Graveyard Shift Talk Show. Now, I, we've been getting a lot of people wanting to join the old group page and i still have not figured out how to get rid of that page because it was done as a um as a public group and this one is it's still public but it's not the same kind so make sure it's the right group okay you want to go to the one that's current that has uh current stories and whatnot and um i will obviously of course let you in the group once you uh, you know once you send me an, uh you know an interest invite that you want to join anyway once again that Uh, My book is called Sword of the Spirit. It's published by Penguin Random House Publishing. I'm very proud of the fact that that was the first time I've ever been published by a major publisher. Thank you very much for those of you that are applauding. And (laughs) and you can buy it in any bookstore. So I promised you a very amusing story about an eagle, and I am not going to disappoint you. Well, apparently, during a photo shoot for Time magazine, Donald Trump – was attacked by an american bald eagle now he was i'm not kidding this this, there's video evidence of this for those of you who do not know what i'm talking about i i mean how is that possible it was all over the news but that's okay you know hey we got our own lives not everybody knows uh he was doing a photo shoot for time magazine and he wanted to take uh, well i don't know if it was him that wanted this or his publicist it doesn't matter they, whoever it was, wanted to take a picture of him next to an eagle because, you know, American e-
2: bald eagles are patriotic, patriotic, whatever.
1: And apparently, uh, during one segment, the bird was flapping very haughtily, you know, and it really flustered Trump, and you know, <laughs> had to fix his hair. So, uh, and then at another point, Trump did this, the one thing you never do to a bird: he tried touching the bird's Feet, you know talons, you don't do that, and of course, the bird you know looked like it was gonna bite him. I mean, somebody should have taught him, don't touch a bird's foot, don't even put your, and you never put your hand near where a bird can bite you, you never put your hand at eye level with a bird, never. It just – That's one thing you never do, and he did that. So that's you know, not a lot of people are saying, oh, this is you know very telling. This is a very, this is prophetic. And it, you know, look, I, is it prophetic? Is it not prophetic? I don't know. I'll let you be the be the judge of that. And by the way, you are very welcome, Holdy. Uh, any for you, anything, buddy, anything, anytime. Uh, so there you go. <laughs> you can look it up. I, I'm not gonna. You know, put the link on Twitter, because you can look it up. It's all over the internet. I mean, for God's sake, I mean, like I said, it was – you would really have to be blind not to know that that's out there. By the way, speaking of fake presidents, (laughs) I'm so terrible. Stanley Kubrick. Okay. How many of you out there are aware of the whole conspiracy theory behind Stanley Kubrick and the fake moon landing? Okay. You know very well how I stand about this. I Actually, it actually pisses me off to no end. Sorry about the feedback. When somebody says that the moon landing never happened. Let me tell you something. Yes, I am aware that it was the Cold War. I know that we had to do something fast because Russia was going a lot further than us technologically. And you know we had to race against them, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Well, you know what? Let me first of all let me tell you something. There was there were so many opportunities for us to fake the orbit around the Earth, for us to fake you know uh, John Glenn's orbits around the Earth. There was a there was you know we could have faked Alan Shepard going into space. We didn't. Those things actually happened. Why would we go to the length of faking something so historic and epic as a moon landing? Now you might say Emmy, why not? I mean, of course we would go do that. We had the technology. You're right. We did have the technology. Now there apparently is a transcript. I really normally would not release this, but I'm I try to be as unbiased as I can. Now with this kind of subject, I'm not going to be, but I am going to there there is a transcript that exists apparently of an interview between Kubrick and um uh a filmmaker named T Patrick Murray. And, um, apparently, Murray was forced to sign an 88-page non-disclosure agreement to keep the contents of the interview a secret for 15 years. This is all hearsay. This is not – I don't even know if this is true or not. It's on a conspiracy website, so you take it however you want to take it. I'm not going to read the entire Uh, Transcript you can actually look for the Video online it's uh, It's uh, Stanley Kubrick faking moon landing T. Patrick Murray interview Basically um, they talk About the Kubrick's work And how all of this and then at one Point Murray um, Said um, uh, or Kubrick You know said well you know I'm having a confession Of sorts a movie I made that nobody is Aware of even though they've seen it And then Murray says, a movie you made? No one knows you made. Is that what you said? And he says, that's right. Is is that intriguing? Do I have you intrigued? Now, see, okay, never mind. I'm going to keep going. So then Kubrick says, I perpetrated a huge fraud on the American public, which I am now about to detail involving the U.S. government and NASA, that the moon landings were faked, that the moon landings all were faked, and that I was the person who filmed it. And then the interviewer laughs. He's like, what are you talking? He's like, oh, you're serious. He's like, yes, I'm serious, dead serious it was fake and you know he says um he says so we didn't land on the moon And he's like no we didn't it was not real uh and it was a fictional moon landing you know what i'm gonna stop there because this is really insulting this is so insulting to all the people that worked on building that those rockets building the moon lander the lunar module building all of the you know the astronauts uh uniforms everything about it that is insulting them it's insulting their memory and you know you might say well that's not enough emmy you know okay fine you're insulted well how do you prove that it really happened yeah there is a landing site on the flipping moon and no it wasn't there from the other the other uh you know attempts or rather the other trips okay when jim Irwin went he took video of the apollo 11 moon landing site i went to nasa's to john f kennedy space center okay and i saw it for myself there is no way anybody can convince me and they should not be able to convince you that the moon landing did not happen because it did There is no evidence to support it, okay? Now, I know there's people out there that say, no, it's not true. You're being, you know, a ridiculous Emmy. You're, you're, you know, you're, you're just being a sheep. You're whatever, okay. You know what? You have a right to call me whatever you want. I know that The Shining was supposedly Kubrick's kind of, you know, shiv uh, shiv in the the face of uh, NASA and the government saying, ha-ha. This is my way of telling the public that, you know, I didn't that I did the moon landing. In fact, there's even a scene in The Shining where the little boy's playing with, uh, you know, space, uh, you know, spaceship or rather the NASA moon landing toys and what have you. And then you have the carpet pattern. I know of the hotel that looks like the lunar landing um, strip or whatever. Uh, I mean the, uh, the 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 landing strip of the lunar lander or whatever. Okay, I, I'm aware of all of this. And and the room, yes, the room number and all that stuff, okay. That could be one of a million things. That could either be an amazing coincidence, or maybe he just was a really big fan of the uh, the NASA program. Or I know how about the fact that he was a film director, and big, huge news, guys, NASA actually did contact him. And asked him to edit and piece together the videos of the moon landing after the fact. Because when they got back from the moon, they didn't know anything about editing a movie or putting it together or putting videos together. They just had kind of a hodgepodge of videos and of footage. And, you know, it was all out of order. It was all, you know, like Neil and Buzz, you know, hopping around the moon and... You know they couldn't just show it just like that, and they didn't want to give it to Walter Cronkite's news station because you know it was a news station. they wanted it to have more chutzpah than that, so who did they contact? They contacted Kubrick, contacted um, Kubrick. I do not believe this interview actually happened Now, if somebody has an audio of this video, I'm going to watch the documentary, although I really I'm, I really don't want to watch it because i I've seen videos done before of Kubrick that are really not him. Like, they show him, and they you think it's really him talking, but they actually dub somebody else's voice over his. It's, been, it's happened before um, because they're trying to prove their point, whatever, and it's BS. So I'm telling you right now, guys, that please don't believe the hype. It's been proven time and time again by so many people that this thing happened, okay? It is an insult to us as a human race, to our country, to NASA. To the people who worked on that program, please stop spreading this lie that we did not land on the moon. It happened, and it's awesome that it happened. Why would you not want that to be true? Now, yes, I know that science is science and what have you. You know what? Unless you can go back in time and actually show me video evidence of them filming the moon landing and you know even then i'll say bupkis because they did rehearsals of the moon landing before they went up they had a room that was the closest they could come to to the gravity of what they thought the moon was and they had it all set up like a sound stage and they had to rehearse so what they were going to do when they got there so yes there was a sound stage that existed where neil and buzz rehearsed what they were going to do on the moon so maybe somebody saw that and they thought, oh look at that, there's actual, you know. Anyway, I'm I'm kind of beating a dead horse. I realize that, but I don't care. I'm just this is something that I'm really passionate about. You can tell. So there you have it. Well, anyway, guys, I guess I'll end on that. <laughs> All of you out there that are being good boys and girls, continue being good boys and girls. And those of you that are not, well, I hope you like coal because you're gonna get coal. Because you deserve it. Damn it. Guys, I hope you have a wonderful holiday season, no matter what you celebrate, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Ramadan, uh, Festivus, you know, Maximum Occupancy Day, New Year's, excuse me, New Year's Day, Cafe Bustelo Day, whatever, and um, maybe I'll do a New Year's Eve broadcast counting down the New Year's, I always wanted to do that, we'll see. Stay tuned, guys. Go to the www.blogtalkradio.com slash shift. hashtag show on twitter.com. You can look for us on facebook.com under the Graveyard Shift Talk Show. I want to thank everybody for listening, and um, make sure to follow us on Blog Talk Radio. There is a link there to follow us, and then you'll be uh, emailed and notified whenever they, we do a new episode. So. Thanks again, everybody, to everybody that listened tonight. And thank you so much for listening, guys. You guys have an absolutely fantastic evening. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. See you next year, guys. Take care.
2: You feel that, universe? That satisfied feeling only comes from having finished a super epic awesome episode of The Graveyard Shift online radio talk show. Hosted by your illustrious host, Emmy. Make sure to follow on blogtalkradio.com slash Shift and our Twitter feed, hashtag Show To stay in the loop for future episodes. Until next time, shifties, we're punching out.